Hey there, lifestyle, clothing optional thrill seekers. Ed and Phoebe here, and we've got a spicy announcement. Brace yourselves for Libertine Events 2024, the ultimate takeover experience, and it's gonna be wild. Find your tribe with Libertine Events, where you have access to private group chats, host-run seminars, and event surprises around every corner. Dive into the sultry world of Miami Vices this May, but hurry quick. It's already 70% sold out. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hang out with hosts like We've Got a Thing, Casual Swingers, Hump Day Quickies, and Expansive Connection, along with the driving force behind the whole event, Wanderlust Swingers. Save the dates in October because Libertine Events is bringing the heat to San Antonio with Senses 2024. We'll be there, as well as Average Swingers, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Casual Swingers, Expansive Connection, DJ Life of Spice, and of course, Wanderlust Swingers. Be sure to use promo code SWINGERU, S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U, when you purchase your tickets to spice up your experience and support Swinger University. Once again, that's promo code SWINGERU. S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U at checkout. Get your tickets by clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting swingeruniversity.com slash libertine. Welcome back. This is Phoebe. And this is Ed. Ed, you have such a nice voice. I just had to say that. (laughs) We are Swinger University. Today, we are talking about how to communicate for and at an event. We are going to share some pre-event communication examples, the importance of a good pep talk, and communicating verbally and non-verbally. We also share some of our favorite exit phrases we've heard over time and talk about how important it is to have a post-event conversation. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast, email us questions, rate and review us on iTunes. And we'd also like to thank all the emails that we've been getting and reviews and a special thank you to Amanda for her awesome question to us the other day. Rules for the evening. Now, before you go to an event, we've talked about it going to your first event in our last episode. In this episode, we're going to talk about, okay, how do you talk to each other at the event? What happens? How do you send signals back and forth? This is an important aspect of any kind of event, no matter whether it's a hotel takeover or a house party. Sometimes you need to Tell someone, your partner, something without making the whole room aware of what you want to tell them. Like any game, you'll want to decide what your rules are for that evening. What have you decided ahead of time? What are you comfortable with when you're going to that particular event? As you progress through the lifestyle, your rules will change. So understand what your rules are for that particular evening. What have you agreed on ahead of time? 
kissing or no kissing, same bed, different bed, different rooms. It's all up to the two of you to decide how you want to play. An example we could share about having rules ahead of time was our first event where we went just to observe. We'd never been to a lifestyle event before, and we'd seen a Craigslist ad for a party, and we decided ahead of time, okay, we've listened to podcasts, we've got an idea of what this is about, but I don't know what we want to do. Let's just go and look. Let's just watch, see what happens. We'll be the flies on the wall. In addition to having your rules for the evening, you should also set goals for the evening. What do you want to accomplish? Do you want to talk to two couples? Do you want to mingle? Do you want to approach that hot couple that you've seen across the room that you both really want to talk to? Well, if you do, go talk to them. But decide ahead of time what your goal is going to be. What do you, what do you want to accomplish at this particular event? If it's your first event, maybe it's just talking to a couple people. If it's your second or your third or your fourth or your 20th, get bold. Pre-game pep talk. We did this a lot, not knowing it was a pre-game pep talk. Mostly stemmed out of me just being very nervous. Not knowing what's going to happen, trying to figure out ahead of time so I wasn't stressed out which caused more stress. So Ed was always really great at reassuring me that he loved me. We were going to have a great time. I didn't have to do anything I didn't want to, that I could always say no, that he was going to be right by my side, that it's just him and I, and that this adventure is something that we are doing together as a team. And that always made me feel so much better. I often refer to that as talking the kitty out of the tree. Yep, talking the kitty out of the tree. It's going to be okay. And as women, you know, things change too. You know, we're happy with our outfit when we leave the house, but then we're in the car and we're like, oh, I should have never wore this. My makeup doesn't look right. I picked the wrong heels. The dress is not fitting correctly. Somehow, something is wrong and it's bah, upsetting <laughs> the really good news is it's all in your head yeah and your husband will be more than happy to reassure you that you look fabulous absolutely and it's true it's just nerves and knowing that it's nerves and knowing not what to expect you know it's it'll all work out now that's me. I, I know some people just like to jump in and they like are completely okay with that. Carefree. Yeah. I'm the kind of person that a little bit of a wallflower and I have to really stretch outside those introverted boundaries and, you know, make myself comfortable, become that extrovert in that situation. That's right. Get out of your head. And yep. get into the game. Exactly. <laughs> so we've kind of talked about before the event and kind of how you prep for it, setting up everything in your head and having those conversations mm -hmm. and making sure that you're, you're 
mentally, mentally prepared to to go into it. In other words, it's kind. Of, this is kind of like the pregame pep talk that your coach goes through. Exactly. But once you're at the event, and and I kind of alluded to this in the intro. There are communications that need to go between you and your partner that you don't want the couple that's standing right next to you. You've walked up to that couple. Mm -hmm. You've walked up to the hottest couple in the room. (laughs) Somehow you've got to communicate to your partner that you want to do them or... You don't. You don't want to do anything with them, and you've got to get away, away. somehow. <laughs> so this is where the the nonverbal signals, okay? So there was mm-hmm. Morse code. There were smoke signals. How do you, like, telepathically communicate to your partner? Yeah. So... We've heard all kinds of tricky techniques in mm-hmm. order to do some of this stuff. There's a head nod, triple blink. Uh, if you're standing next to your partner, which is typically what it is, it's you know you and your partner right next to each other, you can kind of put your arm around your partner and squeeze their arm. And you can agree ahead of time on, you know, is it three squeezes or two squeezes, kind of a one if by land, two if by sea kind of thing. <laughs> You can decide what that signal is going to be for get me the heck out of here or I'm all in. Right. And you don't have to do it non-verbally. There are some other ways to do it. And one of the ways that we've talked about it is the uh, the Hail Mary signal of I'm going to go get a glass of wine or, uh, oh, I, th- I think I saw some watermelon on the buffet table in other words throw your partner a clue as to something that you would never eat so or drink or drink or that you need to go get a glass of water and you need them to come with you or something like that and that can be your exit cue to get out so it can be kind of subtle and and not as uh, blunt as uh we don't really like you we got to get out of here you can say it in a way that only your partner knows. And so talk a little bit ahead of time about maybe a, an exit mm-hmm. phrase to get you out of trouble. And I want to talk about two things. One, that technique that we've used that I've actually forgotten that we do. I think this was a suggestion years ago. When you walk up to a couple that you really like, take a moment to step away and, you know, say, oh, I got to run to the bathroom. I'm going to go grab another drink. That gives you and your partner an opportunity to talk. Hey, are you on right. the same page? Yeah, I'm on the same page. Or no, I'm not. She's hot, but he's not or vice versa. Exactly. And then you can always come back to that couple and continue the conversation. Right. But it gives you both that exit point to have a conversation that's not in front of them. So don't feel like you have to be doing all this communication without leaving their company. You can do that. And we have. And that actually works really great because you, you can easily find them in an event again. Yeah, it's a, it's a pause in the conversation. So give yourself 
an opportunity to just step aside and go talk about it. Yeah. Heck, you can even say in front of them, hey, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to go talk about something. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. And then go disappear yeah. and, and come back. And people are really cool about that. You know, they, they know because everyone does it. So no one will shame you Heck, <laughs> for that. That gives them an opportunity to, to talk, talk about, about it too. Because they're like, hey, what do you think about them? Exactly. You give them a break. We get a break. Everybody figures out what they want to do. And then when you come back and talk to them, you'll either get the signal or you'll get the no, we're not really interested. Or, hey, Playroom looks like it's got a couple beds free. You want to uh, <laughs> go check it out? <laughs> so the second thing I wanted to say was the voicing your desire for wine or watermelon or whatever the right. food or drink that your partner doesn't have or like. Ed had actually used that on me once. <laughs> We just used it at the last party. And we've never used it. Now, we've talked about it before. And we're like, that's great. We're going to have to use that sometime. Yeah, we had the game plan all set up that we were going to use that. But but we never had the opportunity. Because most people, the conversation kind of ebbs and flows. And you people have pauses in their conversation where you can just take a break and gracefully step away. This couple... Either they were very, very nervous or just very unaware, but they talked a lot. Or drunk. Oh, that could be. There was just no polite way to to exit the conversation without appearing rude. And I didn't want to appear rude and I didn't want to say something to break the conversation or just leave because it it felt rude. But then... (laughs) It became the never-ending conversation. Never, oh, my God. We were there la, for so long. They just kept going and going. And it was interesting, too, because it wasn't the gentleman. It was the lady. Right. She just just kept going. Yeah. And so then Ed uses one of our phrases on me. And I almost messed it up. I was like, you don't. Oh, Ding. yeah. Um, he's going to go check on that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I, we hadn't it practiced it enough. <laughs> my brain went, what? What are oh, you talking about? That's right. Ding. <laughs> so, oh, that's the code. That's the code. And then when Ed didn't come back after about. Two minutes, which felt like an eternity. I was like, I'm just going to go check on Ed and see where he's at with that thing. (laughs) Yeah. She figured it out eventually, but she came (sighs) over and she was like, oh, my God. She would not stop. And even then, when I had to exit, I had to interrupt her to say that. And even then, I felt badly because I felt like I was being rude. So The really good news is I got the very distinct impression that she was so drunk i don't think she even noticed that we had left yeah which is a little unfortunate because you just shouldn't get that drunk (laughs) well it limits your opportunities it let's just say it changes the dynamic of the evening yes (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. So whatever you decide on, you know, pick something, practice it, whatever works. Nonverbals didn't, don't typically work for us. We've tried a few and it. We've had mixed results with yeah. the nonverbal phrases because a lot of times I like to just squeeze Phoebe and I'll squeeze her all the time. And yeah. I think, you know, the problem is, honey, I squeeze you too much. I know. <laughs> and and so when I squeeze you with intent to like, communicate, you're like, mm, mm, I like that. You squeeze me some more. I'm like, no, honey, <laughs> that's the. That's the runaway squeeze. And Darn it. She, yeah, it just. Mm, I thought that was the pet work. me, pet me squeeze. <laughs> squeeze me more. Uh. Well, as you can tell, the squeeze doesn't go down. What right. does that mean? Well, it means that you've gotten mixed signals. Yeah. Or missed signals. Mm -hmm. You didn't get it. <laughs> Phoebe almost didn't get it when I had to go check on my thing and the squeezes sometimes get missed right so how do you recover when that happens when something is miscommunicated mm -hmm. exactly oh uh, tell us a story about missed communication phoebe yes how this, did that happen this was actual communication with words I say actual. There's lots of forms of communication, but this one was with words. There was a couple that invited us back to their cabin on one of these lifestyle cruises. And they said, you know, come up for some champagne. We've got you know, ocean view, blah, blah, blah. Have some, ch you know, we'll have a chat. No, no, no pressure. No, no commitment. Nothing. Right. Just so some, Ed's like... Just some champagne, cheese, and snacks. Yeah. So Ed... I'm in. Ed's like, all right. I'm like, wait, did you tell them yes already? Yeah. Of course. And I'm like, oh, no. No, you know what this means? We're back in the cabin. They're giving us champagne. That means there's some conditions because of the champagne and we're trapped in their room and how do we exit if we don't oh my gosh it's, it's the equivalent of <laughs> going to a dinner date yes and getting stuck at the dinner date yeah. now of course i didn't think that far ahead because i found the the wife attractive yeah. And so I, of course, was not thinking past what could possibly go wrong. I was thinking of all of the possible good things that could happen. Yeah. Phoebe, on the other hand, was going, oh. we've just been invited back to the lair. Yeah. And we had both had conversations with the woman ahead of time. Right. But we didn't really get to know the man and I was nervous about that because I didn't know anything about him. Right. And so I thought, well, how is this going to work? They so, were very sweet. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We had a great time, great conversation. But you were nervous, I think, the whole time because absolutely. you didn't know what was going to happen. You had this, I think you had this subconscious anticipation of bad things happening no it wasn't i was on how do you say 
I was on alert. I wasn't, I was trying not to send the wrong message. Right. Because I noticed right away that the man was very attentive and very giddy and very happy that I was in the room. <laughs> and, and very thought, touchy and very And very touchy flirty. and feely and flirty. And that's just his normal nature. So I was very careful to not lead him on because right. I I wasn't sure. He clearly was all in, but I didn't know where I was at and I needed time to warm up. But he was like on fast forward and I was not there yet. This is a good example of how everybody's not always on the same page at the same time or feeling the same way at the same time. Yes. Because I think he and I were on the same page and yeah. she and I were on the same page. And I think you were a little I was not, not quite there yet. No. It uh, worked out. We escaped. Without injury, uh, no no swingers were hurt in in this event. Yeah, but it, it was a little nerve wracking for you, and I and I think you were. And it was awkward at the end, and I feel badly. And yeah, even though you know we exited nicely and politely, and said that we would meet up with them later on the dance floor, and we did, and we said hi, but it was clear. That they were feeling different, they felt. I think they'd hoped for more. Yeah. And they'd... and that's okay. But I'll also put this out there that you have to expect that even if you invite a couple back to your room, you can hope for the best. You can hope for something fun and exciting, but it doesn't always happen. It, everybody's got to be on the same page. Otherwise, it isn't going to happen. Yeah. And you've just got to be open to that potential reality right so you've gone to the room dun 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 you've had the champagne <laughs> da, da, dun. and the how snacks. do you escape the nonverbal in the heat of the moment communication yeah how do you do that how do you get out how do you Send that signal, the get me the, the hell out of here. out of here. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. Ripcord signal. This is, I got to go. Uh -huh. I got to go now. <laughs> I guess you could use that, right? <laughs> Honey, I got to go. That that food at the buffet just, just <laughs> it's just... I mean, it's a little gross, but at the same time, I think people would get it. They'd be like, ooh, oh, oh, oh I okay? hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll go check on her. It'll be okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, that's that's not the example we were talking about. But we've been in situations where we've been on the bed playing with another couple next to us, or, or they've they... just kind of joined us. Yeah, they said Which can we, we share the bed and we said yes yeah we don't have a problem playing on a bed next to somebody else uh -uh. i mean i'm happy to watch it some watch someone else have sex next to us that's oh, yeah. just that's always good oh yeah um it, it's when the roaming hand comes over and it's oh well Maybe i wasn't quite ready for that, that. 
And most, most people will ask. And in the beginning, I was not confident to say no. And I've noticed in the lifestyle, a lot of the husbands or partners will say no for their other partner. Right. They take that role on. Kind of now, this protectoral, pr- protective role. Right. Now, some of them have that type of intuitiveness going on or communication. Maybe they've been together for a long, long time. He knows exactly what she wants. We hadn't been together very long at this point. Right. We got into the lifestyle before we were married. And so you may be going along thinking I'm okay, but I'm starting to feel "Mm, no, but you don't know that. Yeah. And some of it for me was, I didn't want to speak for you. It's the equivalent of going to a restaurant and ordering dinner Mm -hmm. for your wife. It's weird. She'll have the filet mignon with a (laughs) side of broccoli. Like, why would I order for her? I don't know. I kind of like when you do that though. if I know ahead of time what That's, you're going to want to eat, but yes. in a situation where you just kind of flop down on a bed next right. to somebody else, I don't, I don't necessarily want to speak for you. I guess I could speak for you and you're like, no, oh, no, no, honey, I'm okay. Grab away. That would work pretty well. And he'd be like, all right. <laughs> so maybe I was overthinking it. Yeah. But it's, it's, weird speaking for somebody else in my mind like i get the protective thing and then if mm. i felt you were in imminent danger i absolutely would you know take the bullet for you so to speak right or would take the bullet for you but the you know no one's gonna die right because they grabbed your nipple right <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think there's ever been a fatality as the direct <laughs> result of of nipple grabbage. I know. Or a boob squeeze or a yeah. butt caress. Yeah. So in some ways, I think people get a little crazy about it. But it, mm-hmm. in the other respect, I get that they're being protective of their woman. They're... They're lady. They, they're looking out for her. And I absolutely get that. But I also feel conflicted with speaking for you because you're an adult and you're a mature woman mm-hmm. and you are perfectly capable of speaking up for yourself. And so it feels – it almost feels condescending to speak for you. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, oh, right. I'll answer for her. Mm. But, I don't think that's cool. I mean, maybe call me women's lib in that respect, but mm-hmm. right. You know, I, I will step in when I need to, I but at the same time, like I don't want to answer for you. You're perfectly capable and I respect that you can speak for yourself. I get that. The what's nice is when you will step in if I've said no or I've gently moved someone's hand away. Absolutely. And and I and will do that. And they don't take the hint right. or the guidance and they move in a second or third time. After the second time, you get the look. 
Absolutely. And they will get the look. And then you step in and go. Yeah. And no, thank you. When we were in Florida and we were at trapeze, unfortunately, we were separated enough where I couldn't I couldn't hear what was going on. Right. It was Music loud. was loud. I was occupied with some ebony goddess. I, I know. Oh, that and, was fun. <laughs> and we weren't that far away. It was like, I don't know, three, four feet. Yeah, it was like a body and a half a, away. Yes, a body and a half, yeah. They were on the other side of you, mm-hmm. so it was... Even further. M- me, a woman, you and your partner, and then on the other side of both of you was, was this super grabby, handsy guy. Right. And so it was too far away for me to see what was going on or to hear what was going on. And so by the mm-hmm. time I'd found out about it, you'd already handled it and... And your partner at the time had handled it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We digress a little bit, but it's okay to be verbal in these situations, too, where you need to stand up for yourself. So you don't have to necessarily do the nonverbal heat of the Munich communication. When you're interacting and you're really close to each other, then maybe nonverbal works. But sometimes... Sometimes you just have to be blunt with people. Yeah. I've given you the deer in the headlights look before and you know what that is. Absolutely. And you will do the mouth, the mouth, are you okay? And then I start. It's the the Blair Witch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then I like shake my head really quick. No, I see creepy dudes. (laughs) That wasn't Blair Witch, but you get the the idea okay well just as important as all that is post game wrap up very important as well you need time to process all this stuff a lot happened so many conversations so much stimulus did it go well did it not go well yeah the nonverbal didn't go well so you got to talk about the new signal you're like (laughs) look the the quadruple squeeze it's just not working you love persimmon how come you said right (laughs) oh that's what you meant gosh Uh... i ended up in that gangbang and i just didn't realize that you were saying no (laughs) no Want an adventure that will give you memories for a lifetime? We've been on three bliss cruises, and they were filled with daily sexy activities, great conversations, evening theme parties, and exciting memories. There's something for everyone, no matter where you are in your lifestyle journey. All are welcome. Book your cruise through our link and create your unforgettable experience, moments, and smiles. Visit swingeruniversity.com forward slash vacations and book your trip today. Oh, yeah. So uh, along with the very exciting things that are fun to recount along the night Mm. and share with one another, you will find that that is fresh in your mind that evening or that very next day. And then a few days later, things will start to surface. Oh, did you do this? Or I forgot to tell you about that. Because you you can't be 100% focused on that 
other person. Otherwise, you're not focused on your own experience. Right. So your partner's going to have stories to tell you that you just missed. Well, and the the other interesting thing that happens is you're so hopped up on the adrenaline or the serotonin. We were just listening to a podcast about this. And they were describing all of the chemical things that go on in your brain when you're experiencing this stuff. And it takes a while for you to kind of intellectually process it because you're dealing dealing with it on kind of like a chemical and an emotional basis. Yes. So in the heat of the moment and hours later, you're kind of not thinking clearly. You're still operating on that kind of instinctual chemical Mm-hmm. basis mm-hmm. so once that settles out and you have a time to to think about it mm-hmm. and to hear your partner's perspective then you start to get a bigger picture about the whole thing mm-hmm. and it's really important to just talk through all of that as we've talked about before communication is really important mm-hmm. talk about what you experienced honestly what mm-hmm. did you like what didn't you like? What would you want to change the next time? Mm-hmm. Start planning for the next game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Recount all the things that you missed. Recount the things that you liked. Do more of the likes. Mm-hmm. Do less of the things you didn't like. Mm-hmm. Say, it's great. Yeah. Say things like, this made me really uncomfortable. I would really like for you to do this next time. I need more reassurance next time. Okay, great. What does that look like? I need you to, you know, put your arm on my back more. I need more reassurance or I need you to whisper in my ear every so often and tell me that you love me or something. Whatever your needs are um, for comfort because your partner, I mean, this is your partner. You're doing this together as a team, experiencing it together. So that's really, really important um, to discuss things that in in areas where you may have felt disconnected throughout the evening, whether it was talking with another couple or playing on the bed. If that was an issue or a concern, talk about that and how you can fix that. Uh, The other thing is, yeah, the one of the fears that I had was disappointing Ed because we'd go into the event with our pre-talk, our pep talk, and our goals for the evening, but sometimes that didn't work out. And you, you spend all this time dressing up, getting the sitter, spending the money, and you think, yeah, we're going to go in and we're going to do X, Y, and Z. And you may not do any of it. Right. <laughs> and it's a little disappointing and it, it does feel, it does feel disappointing. I can't, I can't, yeah. you know, you just kind of can't help it. But I, I felt like I was disappointing Ed because I really wanted him to have a, a good time. You, you want the best for your partner and Absolutely. I just wasn't there yet or I wasn't feeling as comfortable as Ed and so it took me a little longer and I and Ed kept reassuring me you're not disappointing me you're fine 
It's all yeah. good. I'm not It'll disappointed. Work I get out. he's like He's like, what do you say? I get to spend this great evening with my sexy wife. She dressed up or feel, you know, or yeah, we went out dancing. Town. We got to watch people have sex. Yeah. If we that's get to... the worst thing that could happen to me, I'm pretty good. Right. And we also realized pretty early on that having these expectations ahead of time will usually result in disappointment. And mm -hmm. so we started going into it with a lot less expectation of what was going to happen. You set your goals and you try to accomplish them, but you have to realize that there's other people that are mm -hmm. interacting with that goal and it may not happen. And we've gone into a number of situations where we had the best intentions for how the evening was going to go, but it just, it just didn't work that way. Mm-mm. We didn't find anybody there attractive or the particular event was so spread out that it just didn't make any, you know, th there was no way to connect with anybody. Yeah, the dynamics weren't there. Yeah, or people were way too drunk. Right. We've seen that too. Right. So almost anything can happen at an event. And the important thing is that you guys are together and that you you can't be disappointed in each other. Exactly. You got to be supportive of each other. So in closing, we talked about your pre-event preparation communication, your pre-event pep talk, your nonverbal signals, your verbal phrases, any kind of miscommunication signals and how to resolve those, your nonverbal communication, and the importance of your post-event wrap-up. So hopefully with these tips, you'll have a better first event mm -hmm. or you'll be able to navigate some of these situations with your partner and to communicate your way out of situations or, or in. in to situations. <laughs> so it's important to have really good communication at an event and it could benefit both of you. Absolutely. Have fun and get out there. And go talk to some people. Woohoo. Before you turn off our podcast to take care of all the vanilla things pulling you away, please reach out and give us a review. I am the first to admit that it is much easier to give a five-star rating, which we appreciate. But if you could take 43 seconds to type a review, we would love it. If you want to share a personal story, ask us questions, or share your comments, please contact us at swingeruniversity at gmail.com or tweet us at swingerupodcast. Have you heard? SDC is more than just a dating site. They have expert contributors and educators like us and from all around the world to guide you in everything from how to talk to your partner about swinging and the different kinds of open relationships. You can also find out what you need to know before opening up your relationship, common swinger conflicts, and how to resolve them. 
Have you ever wanted to know what a swingers club is like? How to meet other swingers? Find a unicorn? Be a hot wife? Well, you can find all that information as well and much, much more. Check out SDC by clicking the link in the show notes and get your free seven-day membership.